Hey everybody, this is All Sports Are Bad. I am Patrick on the internet. And I am Jake Whipple. So the women's national team racked up that W? Racking up W's left and right. Undefeated in the tournament. Um, beat, uh, poor Thailand. Yeesh. Beat Thailand 9 to nothing. Um, beat everybody else by a score of 2-1 to one or 2 to nothing, pretty much. Um, looked, looked mostly unstoppable and have looked mostly unstoppable for the better part of a decade. Um, yeah, fucking... Uh, Right Megan Rapino, the goddess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just is there a better power couple in sports than uh, Sue Bird and Megan Rapino? There is not. Yeah. Seattle's finest. Seattle's finest, right there. They, uh, they're awesome, both of them. And uh, Megan Rapino was the best player on an enormous stage. Uh, won the Golden Boot and the Golden Ball, which I don't know what the Golden Ball is. I think it's for most goals scored. Mm. Golden Boot is for best player. I think Golden Ball is for most goals scored in the tournament. And uh, she actually won a tiebreaker with one of her own teammates because of she had fewer minutes played. Ah, she was she was decorated in hardware. Yeah. In all of the, uh, the post-finals photos and all of the pressers. Uh, it was pretty awesome. The women's team came came under f- some fire from um, mostly mostly British, mostly analysts. the English. Uh, um, they, they got were, they, they got yeah, they got really so it started when they got really mad that the U.S. women's national team were scouting hotels in the city where the final was going to be played, and they conveniently forgot to mention they were also scouting hotels in the city where the third place game was going to be played. But yeah. you know why pay attention to details when you can get pissed off about you know trying to plan ahead a little? Yeah, I the. The British team is washed. Like, <laughs> the, the like just those analysts, they're just they, it just they they knew yeah. like they knew that they were outmatched. And they were just looking for things to get mad about at that point. No, it was like, ridiculous. They were looking, they were looking to be disrespected when there was no disrespect. No, there was none. Like there was well, initially there was none intended, and then the women did go out and like make a couple of uh, jokes about the English. You had the yeah, uh, the tea drinking. Alex Morgan. Yeah, Alex, Alex Morgan. Morgan did the uh, tea did drinking the tea celebration, which um, I thought was quite funny. Yeah. Um, and uh, the British did not appreciate appreciate that because they don't appreciate humor. Yeah. I don't know. It's all very faulty towers to them. I mean, the Rapino celebration, um, the arms in the air, is iconic now. It yeah. is like part of like American sports lore, like that. That shot of her is just like, oh, it's graceful and amazing, and just it's wonderful. It's I mean, wonderful. I don't know. It probably ranks up there with that. Uh, as far as like iconic imagery in American sport, with the MJ uh, jump shot um, over uh, that Blazers cat. Yeah, like which is easily the most iconic thing outside of the uh, hand switch layup that he the did. Hand switch layup. I mean, or the jump shot against the uh, the Jazz in '98. Yeah. Well, so game. the so the jump shot against the Jazz, he pushed off pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the '90s, Jake. <laughs> That's how they did basketball back then. And okay. then, uh, and then the but the uh, jump shot against the Blazers was clean as hell and was amazing, and I think is. Probably the most iconic MJ moment, and I put it above the uh, the switch. The switch. Well, I put it above the switch because I don't understand why he switched. To be honest, because he could. Yeah, he was going up for a dunk, and there was no one contesting it, and then he just changed hands, laid it up. 
It was extremely cool, like, don't get me wrong, but he also could have thrown down an extremely vicious dunk on everybody's face. It's true. So, I don't know. But we got that iconic moment, or that iconic shot. Yeah, that image image that, like, defines... I don't know, like, because I would argue that the uh, U.S. women's national team is one of the most dominant single units we've seen in sports Mm -hmm. in a long time. They're, like, one of the most iconic units... In American sports history, mm-hmm. um, going all the way back to like Mia Hamm uh, back then, like they, yeah. where they had an iconic moment, the, the four remo- World the, Cups when they won when they won that World Cup, like it was a huge, huge moment, and they had a lot of iconic shots from that too. Four incredible. World, yeah. There's um, Brandy, Brandy Chastain, Brandy Chastain taking her shirt off to celebrate the winning yeah. penalty kick. Another, no, that was yeah. like the big, the big, like yeah. the big shot from that one, like. Like yeah. It was in every Gatorade commercial. It was on every Nike commercial. Oh, and then every it single like... men's player stole that celebration. Like, actually, yeah. it might honestly, it might have been a thing before that. I really have no idea because I don't follow soccer that closely. US... But <laughs> let's just say, let's just say they stole it because yeah. the U.S. the U.S. men's soccer team is washed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the U.S. men's soccer team sucks. He washed. Uh, I they... would like them to be better. One of the dumb as shit things FIFA did this year is they scheduled three different international tournament finals on the same day. They scheduled the South American Gold Cup, the North American Gold Cup, and the uh, Women's World Cup final all on the same day. Hmm. Which I wonder which everyone watched. Yeah, I think I can't imagine which it was. <laughs> Because I knew the Women's World Cup final was happening, and again, I don't really follow soccer, and then someone, I found out later that also the U.S. men's team was playing in a yeah. final. I had I had no idea that was going on. Yeah, no, I had no idea. I, I woke up early for the women's final, and uh, I was drinking the night before. You know that. I yeah. think it was at your bar. <laughs> no, no, that was... That was or another night. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, either way, woke up early. <laughs> Had been drinking the night before. Made sure that I woke up, even though my body, my brain was like, come on, man, just go back to sleep. Come on, man, just go back to sleep. It's like, no, history's about to happen. I, uh, I actually did wake up in time to go to watch the Women's World Cup final. Um, and was, where'd you go? Or did I didn't, you I didn't go anywhere oh, because okay. I, looked at my, I looked at my phone because that's how I tell time. And, uh, that's how the world tells time. No. <laughs> And uh, I thought, oh man, I could totally make it to one of the following three locations roughly near me and mm-hmm. go watch this. And then I thought, I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. So I put my phone back down and went back to sleep. Yeah. It would have been it would have been kinda cool if like I pulled up to the chieftain or something. I don't know, like Yeah. That spot that spot gets gets weird on any kind of game day morning. Yeah, well actually like a good a good soccer game with a good soccer crowd in a bar is one of the most fun experiences you can have, I think. Um, yeah. Because it's, I don't know, it's just kind of, it gets a little bit rowdy, but not like in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you just have people who take this sh- something way too seriously, which soccer does have in droves. Yeah. But, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I, cu- I couldn't get myself to go. Like, I thought about very strongly about going to watch the game, and I just... I had I needed I needed another five hours of sleep. Because, I watched mine at a computer. Yeah. <laughs> that makes I didn't sense. I didn't go anywhere. I woke yeah. up and I was like, "It's I, I'm up. 
Like, let's go. <laughs> no, my I, reaction, if I was trying to do that, I'd be like, well, I don't know how the internet works, so I guess I have to leave now, so. <laughs> <laughs> Me no do internet good. That's <laughs> my whole thing, is that I have no idea how to use the internet. <laughs> have you seen my Twitter page? It's awful. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's awful. You just don't tweet sometimes. That's, that's really it. <laughs> it's good when you tweet. Bad when you don't. <laughs> so the uh, one of the sidebars, well, not really a sidebar, but one of the interesting issues that arose from the Women's World Cup is that they put on hold a disagreement they're having with uh, U.S. soccer as a national entity about the pay discrepancy um, that they have with the American players, despite the fact that uh, the women's team actually produces more money and um, is paid less I don't remember the exact metric, but it's less than half of what a men's national team player is paid. Um, And unfortunately, we're not going to... So, we're not going to get into this today. Um, But we wanted to make sure we talked about it because we are going to talk about it next week. Yeah. Because there's a lot to unpack there, not just in terms of the U.S. women's national team, but women's sports in general. Mm -hmm. And... um, yeah, yeah. We, we'll get there. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get there, but we had, like, we could not go, we could not open this podcast without acknowledging the absolute fucking dominance Just that these women pure bring out onto the pitch every single time. It's incredible to watch. Yeah. And fucking good for them. Yeah. They, they earned it and they deserved it. Yeah. So. They, they, they make more, they make more money for these organizations than the men and they get paid less for it but substantially less but we're going to come back we're, we're going to come going back to, have to that an episode specifically yeah. about that soon yeah today where it's about a different social <laughs> thing that honestly we've had, we've had yeah. in the barrel for a while yeah. no that uh <laughs> so that uh that women's episode if we had been able to get a if we had been able to with get around some of our own personal obstacles last week we would have done the episode we're about to do last week and then done that episode this week but this is how it worked out so we're just going to push it back a little bit and we'll come back to it later yeah but so pivot time the The, all-star game happened yeah the major league all-star game happened literally major league baseball we should probably specify major league baseball all-star game happened literally yesterday and it the, the All-Star break this year served as kind of a state of the union for Major League Baseball. I guess it always does. It's just they generally don't have anything to fucking talk about. No, generally Except not. for this year, where um, everyone is wondering where where all these fucking home runs came from. There's a shitload of them. No one looks like they're doing steroids. Uh, I No one no one suspects steroids at all. There's no... It doesn't look like there's any foul play. Um it looks like the balls are juiced. It does. Uh, I think what who who cut open five thirty eight. Um, Nate Silver's five thirty eight cut open a baseball and examined it. Yeah, it's less dense than it was last year, and before well, that, it was less dense than it was three years ago. Well, and interestingly, um, Major League Baseball does now own Rawlings, the official provider of baseballs to Major League Baseball. <laughs> the official baseball people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, the company that makes the baseballs that show up in a Major League Baseball stadium is now owned by Major League Baseball. Correct. So, if the balls are juiced, there's really no question who it's at fault, which the commissioner, Robert Manfred, says is absolutely not the case. Yeah, he he says no. 
Ball's not juiced. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why he's saying no. As you hear the eight bus <laughs> pass John Street. It's really right muggy now. today. We left the windows we to, open. We have to have the windows open. Uh, it is muggy as hell. And yeah. my apartment is hotter than the outside. So we're going to need to do something yeah. about this. But anyways, he denies it. I don't know why he denies it. I, I think because he's trying to avoid a scenario like where everyone just thinks that it's cheating or it's like immoral. Yeah. I don't think so. You wanted more offense. You got more offense. So all you had to do, baseball you, make games a, are you awesome. make a slightly lighter baseball and you lower the sle- seams just a tad and you make the leather just a little bit slicker. And suddenly what you have is a baseball that's harder to throw with movement yeah. and a ball that goes further off the bat. Yeah. The yeah. end. And you get players yeah. that like not don't necessarily hit a lot of home runs all of a sudden are like 20 home run guys. And those guys who maybe five years ago would have been 25 home run guys are now hitting 40. <laughs> Fuck Yes. <laughs> I'm into it. I don't, I don't really fucking care. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they're denying it. It's the weirdest thing in the world. Like, let's. Somebody raised the point to me too, though, that like one of the things baseball is doing is they're trying to like abbreviate game times. They want games to take less time. <laughs> which turning everything into a slugfest does not seem like the way to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Robert Manfred really did any of the math regarding how time and baseball works. Well, Manfred uh, says has categorically denied juicing the baseballs. Yeah, he says it's not happening. He also said the owners really don't want more home runs. Which fuck you, you don't. Oh yeah, it's I'm everyone's so sure. favorite part of baseball. Yeah, I'm so sure. <laughs> owners don't want the thing everyone wants to see and pays to go see. Yeah, the thing is like. It's really cool to see a pitcher with an excellent curveball. Yeah. Except you know where like sixty percent of curveballs end up in the dirt. Yeah. Which I, with a guy chasing them and swinging and missing wildly, or seeing them coming and then not swinging at them. You know what? You know what? No one can really tell from the stance. A good breaking pitch. <laughs> you can't tell. It's like you, you, can't see you it. can maybe see a little bit of break. Really, you're not really going to tell. You know what? Everyone fucking sees a home run. Yeah. I get it. It makes perfect sense. I don't know why they're like trying to be like Vince McMahon over here saying that wrestling is fake or is isn't fake yeah. that it's real. It's like no, don't lie to me. Just tell me you fucking juice the balls. It's amazing. If I had front row seats right behind home plate, and I mean right behind home plate, where I could see the ball coming right at me, I bet yeah. I would appreciate the movement on them a great deal more. Yeah. Except the thing is, I don't get to have those seats. Yeah. Like those aren't those seats are not for people like me or people like you or people like anyone's li- who's listening to us right now. Probably. I think we could probably pull it off at a Mariners game. <laughs> Actually, we might be we might be able to pull that off. We should look into that. That'd be we, fun. We need to do it. I, yeah. I think it costs like it'd be. I mean, a hundred dollars per ticket is a lot. Don't get me wrong. That's a lot. I think of it'd money. be more. I think it'd be more than that. I th- okay. Well, maybe. Well, either way, like I. I think we'd be looking at a couple hundred bucks a pop. We could we could try it. We'll look into it. I mean, I want to look into courtside tickets to an NBA game. Like, don't get don't get it twisted. I'm absolutely willing to spend the money to have these experiences one time. Baseball had a, baseball had a state of the union kind of situation, just with everything that everyone was talking about, yeah. revolved mostly around the baseballs being juiced. Justin Verlander is pissed off. He had a lot to say about it. He was irritated. He's also given. I think he's given up the most home runs of any starting pitcher in baseball, which. If you're Justin yeah. Verlander and you have Justin Verlander's track record, I understand why you're frustrated. 
But also, Justin Verlander is old, so maybe he's just not as good as he used to be. Yeah. Or, according to Trevor Bauer, Justin Verlander is cheating. Uh, have you ever heard about that? Uh, no. Um, so, Bauer, a fucking jackass in his own right, <laughs> uh, he, he has an uh, analytics company that, like, tracks uh, pitching, specifically mm-hmm. pitching, called Driveline, here up here in Washington. Yeah, Trevor Bauer still owes me a boxing match, by the way. Yeah, you're supposed to fight him. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he's been track at one point in 2017, he was tracking Justin Verlander's, uh, spin rate and noticed that when a player goes to the Astros specifically, their spin rate goes up, which means maybe they're doctoring the baseball. All right. So Trevor Bauer roundaboutly accused all Astros pitchers of cheating, which Justin Verlander falls into that category. I don't know. Maybe uh, they just have a really dope pitching coach. Like, that's, I what I, that's what I'm inclined. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm more inclined to believe. I think Trevor Bauer is full of shit, but it's always fun to bring up that fucking idiot sometimes when he's not doing something incredibly problematic, like harassing women on the internet. But it is fun when he does something hilarious, yeah. like almost cut off three fingers with his drone. Yeah. See, um, those are the Trevor Bauer things that I like. <laughs> like when he um, when he released released a diss track about his. Um, about his catcher, so he released a about his catcher, about his own catcher, Miguel Still on Montero. The team? No, it was after he left the, uh, uh, the okay. D-backs. Okay, and then so he released a diss track about Miguel Montero. That's because Montero thought he was a punk ass motherfucker. He is a punk ass motherfucker. Clearly, Miguel Montero <laughs> is right about this yeah. situation. <laughs> Trevor Bauer is a punk ass motherfucker. If, you can and, tell him I said that. If you can find the Trevor Bauer, <laughs> Miguel Montero diss track, I would greatly appreciate it. Greatly. Oh, man. Where are we right now? What are we talking We're about? We're still talk- <laughs> <laughs> talking about juiced baseballs. We okay. ended up on Trevor Bauer. Um, yeah, like, well, you raised this um, when we were prepping where if the baseballs are juiced, who the fuck really cares, honestly? As long as it's the same baseball for everybody, right? Like, that's yeah. the idea. As long as everybody's playing by the same rules, like, from beginning to end of season, then what's the difference? I think it's a fear that the league has of dumb people. <laughs> of dumb people I'm, caring. It's a, First it's of a all, I think dumb people is their target demographic. It is, but it's yeah. also, that's why they care so much uh, about dumb people caring. It, it's the fear of dumb people going, well, well then, you got to put an asterisk next to that. It's like, no, you don't. Yeah. Like, baseball eras change. People notice them. They don't have to be officially on the thing. We It doesn't take... A moron to know that Babe Ruth wasn't actually the greatest hitter of all no. time. It just he just happened to be in an era where they didn't play with people of color, therefore he wasn't playing with the best talent pool. Yeah. That's just how that works. Well, and like a sport that's been around since like the eighteen seventies and has been a professional sport since the eighteen nineties, because keep in mind anyone prior to the eighteen nineties was not being paid. They were just guys with who wanted to go play baseball for this city yeah. team or whatever. Yeah. Um Everybody since the 1890s has been paid. That's a that's a hundred and like thirty years of history, and you don't expect the game to change in the meantime. Like, oh, it was just yeah. perfect the first time. Like, fuck you, it wasn't. Yeah. Like, I don't know football, which everybody fucking loves. Sands pretty much me. Um, still watch it, but it's terrible. Um, has is in this like ongoing dogfight for the last five years where they're trying to figure out what the rules of the game are, where 
again, like I'm sure I'm sure I've said this a million times, but if you can, anyone can tell me what a catch is, I would greatly appreciate it. I have no like, idea what a catch is. No one has any idea what a catch is. Watching football since I was five, no idea what a catch is. And now they're trying to legislate what a hail mary is. Oh like, God, please don't do that to me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's if you, the thing you don't see that often. <laughs> Because of their new rule that you can review pass interference except on Hail Marys. So if you throw a slant route from the 10-yard line, is that a Hail Mary? If there's no time left on the clock? I mean, if it's a pass, then does it qualify? Are they going to have to figure out how far the pass has to go? I, that's are they what it's starting to seem form- like. Are they going to dictate the formation? If you come out in the spread with... All your wide receivers, even the bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> even the guys even who the suck. Bad ones, your fucking backup, backup tight end. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, this is officially a Hail Mary. Is that even, what it's Even though you're running the play from the two-yard line, it's yeah. actually a quarterback sneak. Yeah. Weird, man. Yeah, I don't... Football is, like, fucking with itself pretty hard. I don't think baseball is fucking with itself in the same kind of way. At least baseball understands what the rules are, but, you know. Yeah. I think baseball is just really afraid of um, people questioning its integrity because a huge part of like baseball is the lore. Um, it's of Babe Ruth being a larger than life per, uh, individual. It's of like it's all being larger than life that no, can the, stand uh, yeah. up to today's talents, but they really can't. It's yeah. a lie. It's the idea of legends of the game. Well, I mean, Willie Mays the, could probably stand yeah. up to today's Willie talents. Mace, I, well, Ted Williams <laughs> probably could too. Yeah, Ted Williams, Willie um, Mays. I won't give him Babe Ruth. I won't give him Cap fucking Anson. I'd probably give him Lou Brock. Lou Brock was like the beta version of Ricky uh, Henderson. I won't give him. I won't give him Cy Young. <laughs> <laughs> no one's. No one's giving him Cy Young. Cy well, Young somebody out there is like Cy Young was the greatest. Like you didn't see Cy Young play. Cy Young died yeah. before your grandfather was born. Yeah. Like. Yeah, he was. The, he was the only pretty good pitcher in a in a <laughs> pool full of people who can't pitch. He was on a team that had two starting pitchers, <laughs> <laughs> and he was the main guy. Yeah. But anyways, like it's like this like. It's a huge part of baseball is, like, its history and its lore. Whereas football does have its history, but they're very quick to just kind of go, ah, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, well, and football history is hyper-regional. Like, if you want to get, like, really into it, baseball history is also very focused in the Northeast. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, football history is a very Midwestern, like, regionally localized thing. That's why your um, longest-running franchises are, like the Chicago bears and something called green Bay. Like mm-hmm. I've actually been to green Bay. It's a uh, small. Yeah. It's not a big city. It's not where you would expect to find a professional sports franchise. Yeah. But kind of shocking. Yeah. Really. <laughs> but because of the way football developed, that was one of the teams that mattered at the time, you know? Yeah. Um, it makes, it makes a big difference. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, like, baseball just relies so heavily on this history, on this lore, on these, like, characters being larger than life, that if you can phase them out through eras, does them a great disservice in the whimsy factor. It's all about whimsy, right? It's all yeah. this Field of Dreams bullshit. You oh, know it's terrible. Mean? Yeah. I don't even like say it's Kev- terrible. It's, it's kind of nice sometimes, but it is full of shit. Kevin Costner out there playing, having a catch with his ghost dad. Um... Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I get fucking high and watch that movie. <laughs> like I will, uh, I with Field of Dreams. I fuck with shit like that. But I also know that it's a load of horseshit. Uh, see how all this doesn't shit... know that it's it's fans think that it's a load of horseshit because a lot of them kind of don't think it's horseshit. They are they buy into this like hero culture the, of, of 
the days of yore. Yeah. We'll see how all this works out for them when they strike in 2021. Yeah, because that's another thing. Baseball's going to strike. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that Bob is Nightingale happening. released a piece this morning on Sports Illustrated. No, USA Today, where, yeah, baseball's going to strike. It's only a matter of time. Um, its fans are very upset. That's the second piece of... That's the second big topic in the baseball state of union during the All-Star break is that baseball is probably going to strike, guys. Yeah. 2021, 22. almost certainly going to happen. Yeah. You can't depress contracts the way they have and yes. expect it to work out for you. We talked about this. Yeah. We've been, we've been over this. We've gone over Listen this to one. our back catalog. We already covered that. It's <laughs> our first EP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> baseball's going to strike. What? You weren't into us, like, before we were famous? Yeah. Because we're obviously very famous. <laughs> Incredibly so. Yeah. Incredibly so. So, the All-Star Games in Cleveland, home of the Cleveland Indians, who have a racist logo. Yeah, I'm only going to say this name. I hope this is the only time I say it. Chief Wahoo, um, who is a caricature of, I guess, a native? Yes. It's a... It's a caricature, a caricature of a, a racist caricature of a Native American person. Yeah, it's uh, really awful if you like look at it for thirty seconds and think about it, even kind of medium hard. Yeah, um, history books are not going to be kind to that no. logo. Uh, honestly, like I'll be honest, like I remember being a kid and I saw it like mm, whatever. That's sure, that's an Indian, whatever. Right. Ow. Well, I mean, that Slap kind of like microphone. stuff was like normalized, like because it's. It's out there. Like, it's, yeah, it's no, on people's jackets. It's on their jerseys. It's on their hats. You know what I mean? Like it was all it the over world, their thing. So and then, like, about it. also, especially when I was growing up, you had the Atlanta Braves who were doing the fucking tomahawk chop a in the fucking stadium for, uh, really loudly. And, like, they'd show it on TV. Like, look at the, everybody really getting into it. It didn't occur to me at the time, but it was just, like, a million fucking white people from Fulton County going, Doing like, a racist yeah, thing. doing a racist thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's really <laughs> fucked up when you realize... Because, like, there's a time in the 90s when I was a kid, I didn't really fully understand the tomahawk chop. What, I assumed that it just... Man, I had no idea. I was eight. Yeah, there's like, 40,000 <laughs> people doing it, and Ted Turner, and uh, Jane Fonda. All doing the tomahawk chop in a fucking stadium. Yeah. Like, what am I? Like, I don't think I'm like. Oh, this is this must be normal. Especially <laughs> like, when like the adult voices on the broadcast are like, "Look at them supporting their team." Like, man, eh, seems right. I feel like they're supporting the team. Yeah. Except no, like they're actually doing something pretty awful. If you have any conception of what this country has done to native populations over the last, I don't know. 300 years yeah once yeah once you the context sets in and you realize like holy shit like this thing that's been normalized like in sports culture is incredibly racist and incredibly offensive like it changes the way that you see all of these things right and well and we should note too that this is um something that's offensive to a very specific set of um u.s minorities which I will not claim to have any access to. I don't want to pretend right. that like I have any sort of special idea what um, the native population thinks about this or anything like that. All I can do is look at um, what they've said and what I see yeah. in the imagery. So that's like that's a cop. This this is our caveat going forward. Is that we're just trying to tell you what we've read from um, 
various activists from various uh, groups who are interested in this issue and just from like from our own opinions and like looking at like looking at what's happening with um, native appropriation in athletics mm-hmm. so get yeah. that out of the way real quick yeah we're not we're not we're not speaking for any group in particular yeah. we are examining racist behavior yeah. uh, that exists in sports culture yeah. so cleveland in particular um, held on to Chief Wahoo. That's the second time I said that. Very uh, long time. Yeah, for a long time. They only officially retired it. Retired should be in quotation marks, by the way. Um, coming into this particular season, when they switched to the Block C logo as their primary logo, and they stopped placing the uh, Chief logo on various things around the stadium. Now, what they didn't do is they did not tell. They did not stop licensing the Chief mm-hmm. logo. Yeah. And they did not stop anyone from producing it or selling it. I mean, even so, but like, even if you know for sure, and Garrett, like, Garrett fucking teed that, like, if they had just said, no more, we're not doing it, no official gear will ever have this logo on it again, there would still be people who would print up their own shit with um, that racist ass yeah. piece of weird art yeah. on it. And you can't really stop them because yeah. they're going to do that regardless. But, um,. They didn't even do that much. They've they still own own the image rights. They still sell them to people under licensing agreements in order to produce official Cleveland baseball gear with that logo on it. Yeah, I think Mitchell and Ness yeah. is still probably going to do throwbacks. Yeah, with the racist logo on. It. Oh, almost like, it's, certainly. It's still it's still in their arsenal of like assets, of copyright assets and. Uh, materials and corporate identity and shit like that yeah. it's it's not actually gone it's gone right. in an official baseball sense but it's not gone in a merchandising let's make money off of uh, genocide sense. no and that's like and that's i can't imagine how frustrating that is to have some like to have someone be like we hear your we hear your issue with this and uh well we won't put it in the stadium anymore i mean we're not gonna like get rid of it we're still gonna like make right. money off that's this like horrible bullshit but we're still gonna you know, yeah. we just won't put it in the stadium where people can see it. Yeah. Which, that's fucking awful. It's it's wild. I mean, if they were serious about it, they'd do a full rebrand. Yeah. It wouldn't they be would that hard, honestly. They would change the name of the team. They would change the name of... Or they would change the the i the icons the the entire corporate identity the entire organizational identity visually graphically branding wise they could change it uh, the Washington Wizards did it when they were like oh you know what gun violence is wild yeah. like let, let's go from the bullets to the wizards that happened in the nineties and no one blinked no an one eye. yeah nobody cared it was fine yeah. and like. You just have to do it. They just have to stop talking about it and stop dipping their toes in the water of like, oh, let's try and do, oh, no, I'm scared. Just do it. Like, you have to stop being like, well, we have to consider blah, blah, blah. Like, no, just like, ah, we're going to change. Yeah. And then everyone's like, well, you shouldn't change. Like, well, we're going to do it anyway, so get used to it, I guess. Yeah. And then they will. Like, people will. Like, and that's the Bullets versus the Wizards is a great example. Um, Fucking Cleveland fans in particular have tried to be the arbiters of what's racist about the logo yeah. which they generally seem to agree it's not racist at all which yeah is uh, extremely wrong yeah they, um yeah the fan base has pretty much decided that only uh quote liberal white people are actually offended by this 
which is a, a, a astonishing know, fucking super take. incorrect. And when I read some of that, I'm like, okay, that's like a few like Cleveland Indians fans think that. And then I started like deep diving into like Twitter comments, which I know aren't the most valid way <laughs> to, but it, they're still voices. Those it's still anecdotal, people. but that's it's, a, yeah, those are I mean, real things. Yeah. There is the official announcement of uh, Cleveland essentially fa- they they announced the phasing out of that logo by introducing a uh, a jersey that didn't they tweeted this out that didn't have any of the icon the the icons uh, the racist icons on them and the response was m- majority of people saying oh this is dumb only only like liberal white people are offended this is just white this is just like the white liberal agenda it's a lie most native americans love this and it's a weird thing to think and it's like a very odd behavior to like it's like where did you come up with that and it's just it's completely asinine so it's asinine and it's ignorant as well because I don't know, so I don't know what your experience with this was particularly, but I certainly remember, like, being six and living in Wyoming and playing fucking cowboys and Indians with my idiot white friends, right? That was a thing that we did. And there was no way for me to know what the, like, you know, I'm not, actually, I'm not going to defend, like, six-year-old me. Like, six-year-old me didn't know what the fuck was going on. This was, like, a weirdly, like, (laughs) racist game that kids play. Had no idea, but... You look at the actual history of what um, the development of the United States did to the native peoples in this in this land, and then you just want to show up and like be in charge of what's the racist part about it. Yeah, like ah, I mean, a, lo- a lot of the mentality comes from the fact that organizations have in the past used native americans which they may or may not have been paying to give the okay like they've yeah. specific native americans they go oh look this guy gives the okay for this racist mascot therefore it's okay for us to do and people buy it because they don't sports fans don't want things to change right. even though it's fucking sports like it's okay to change sports change all the time and there's nothing That's just wrong the way that it works but they're they're forgetting this like very simple reason why that it's easy to manipulate a group of people, it's because of genocide. Yeah. Like, our country committed a a very legitimate genocide and eradicated an entire group of people from existence, To and therefore it is now easier to manipulate their voices because there's so little of them. They're all pushed into places that we've told them they can only be here. Yeah. You know, if they want to have, if they want to maintain that cultural identity, they must, they have to stay within this particular geographic zone. That's yeah. it. And if you're not there, then you're not really a part of the community, right? Yeah. So. I mean, if if there aren't enough of a group of people to speak out, then it's easier for the majority to say that they don't exist. Yeah. That these people who are speaking out don't exist. White Americans have done shitty things to a number of different ethnic yeah. minorities. Hard stop. Like just they've yeah. done it to black people. They've done it to uh, Pacific Islanders. They've done it to the native population. They've done it to all of the Caribbean peoples. They've done it to the uh, Central Americans, Mexicans, the uh, every everybody. We yeah. fucked up. Like white Americans have like yeah. People Chinese like people built me. the railroads yeah. in America. Yeah. The Chinese, <laughs> yeah. the Japanese, everybody. Yeah. Like Japanese just, people were in internment camps yeah. in the forties. People who 
People like me have been running out around fucking up people who don't look like me's lives for pretty much the entire history of this fucking country. Yeah. But I can't think of any group that was literally offered what should have been a signed contract and then just reneged on it in such a way. Right. No, yeah, like, in that in that sense, yes. Yeah. yeah. That was a populist yeah. that was told, don't worry, you're protected by the law, and then show up and be like, actually, we changed the law. Yeah. Yeah. And now, and now they're being mocked through, like, these, these sports, these sports mascots. Right. Which, which it's weird when people say, oh, it's only white people that are offended. As, like, I'm half white, you're white, we're two people who are being offended at this. Oh, I'm in that pissed. Sense, like, I don't like it in at that all. Sense, in that sense, these people who are making excuses as to why it's okay to have racist mascots are okay, but they're wrong in that there are a lot of Native Americans who are very, very vocal about these mascots being being racist and wanting them removed. Like, um, So Jacqueline Keeler of the group Eradicating Offensive Native Mascotry has mascotry mascotry yeah that's the official name of the group has spoken out against organizations who use mascots like this but and specifically against uh companies like nike who sell that kind of stuff who merchandise this sort of thing no you buy you buy the imagery and then you use it to sell apparel and like sweatshirts and shorts and yeah t-shirts and what like what the fuck ever like who knows yeah her quote was the fact that Nike is selling items that feed into the hostility towards Native Americans is really troubling. Major businesses profit off of caricatures of our people. It would not be acceptable for any other group to be portrayed by this. She's right. Like, there's she's an, absolutely that's right. an entire group that, like, she she's she's out there speaking out against this. Uh, the National Congress of American Indians, um, helmed by Jefferson Keel. They've been very vocal about getting rid of these racist mascots. Change the mascot is another one. Change the mascot.org. Mm-hmm. Like they're 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 an entire group of Native American people who have who are made up of Native American people who want these be to be removed. Um, Simon Moya Smith in an, in a 2014 piece uh, on CNN flat out said the the title of the piece was "We're Not Your Mascots." Yeah. So any of these like people who are saying only liberal white people are offended you're wrong you're flat out wrong uh open your ears <laughs> and so, just listen so one of the most interesting things i learned looking into this on this note was the idea of the chicago blackhawks right mm-hmm. who are they're obviously the chicago professional hockey team uh, yeah. in the ahl um, and the blackhawks are named after a tribe and honestly if you look at their logo it doesn't it's not drawn offensively it's not yeah set up in such a way where it seems like it's demeaning really like not on face value right it's it's not on the uh on the on at the top of the list of like egregious racist no you see it and you're like oh, this, i mean like what well, you see it and you're like oh wow yeah. okay like yeah. that's kind of racist but yeah. it's like well, they're not the Washington D.C. football team. No, they are okay. not. They <laughs> are not the the Washington assholes or the Cleveland correct. baseball team. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so one of the things that I read from somebody who was talking about the Chicago Blackhawks, I forget the exact name, uh, but I do have the exact quote. Um, or I actually don't even have the exact quote. Um, but they were upset about 
the Blackhawks identifying as the Blackhawks because they saw simply being used as the essentially the cheering section for a sports team, which is essentially an entertainment company. Yeah. As is honest, like the way they describe it is just lacking dignity. Like that's mm-hmm. exact. That's that's direct. Is it lacks dignity? Yeah. And where they said, essentially, if you said that a hospital or a school was named after our tribe, that would be fine. Like the idea of like Blackhawk General or mm-hmm. Blackhawk Middle School, that would be different because that has a certain to them, to this person in particular, that had a certain amount of dignity to it. Right. And but just like to slap a to slap a headdress on a logo and put it on the front of a hockey player there's no, they didn't see dignity there. There's no, no respect for them. Like it's not about the betterment of society. It's just like come see the team play. Other mascots and logos that sort of came out of nowhere exist in Kansas City with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. Who were founded, I believe, in the 60s. I could be wrong about that, and I actually don't care enough to look it up. Another team that does the tomahawk chop. Uh, I'm not sure they still do. They definitely they've used done, to. They've done it for... Yeah. I've, I've seen it a few times. Well, they they do a lot of problematic shit, so I, so I wouldn't be surprised. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, so the Kansas City Chiefs named themselves the Chiefs and adopted a bunch of uh, native imagery... For example, their helmet logo is a stone arrowhead with the letters KC in it. They play in Arrowhead Stadium. Um, they used to have a horse called Warpaint that would get ridden by a uh, basically a mascot wearing basically wearing red face yeah. who would just ride the horse around the field. Very racist yeah. scenario going Extremely down. Extremely bad. At every Sunday at Arrowhead yeah. Stadium. So they're doing a bunch of racist stuff. The reason they were named the Chiefs is because they were named after, I think, a former mayor of Kansas City. I don't remember the exact details. Mm -hmm. But they picked the name the Chiefs for this person because he was a former chief of a uh, Boy Scout troop. So he wasn't Native American. Not at all. So the Chiefs weren't racist to begin with. No. They just, like, they named him after a guy who was in charge of a group of Boy Scouts... And he was, like, the chief of the Boy Scout troop, which is, like, terminology the Boy Scouts use. Shit, we we can unpack that later. But, yeah. So, everything afterwards, they just went out of their way to turn this basically kind of a coincidence into something very racist. Indeed, they did. Fucking ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) So, the thing that wasn't racist was just a dude who was a Boy Scout and the chief of the Boy Scouts. Who they named their team after. They turned around and were like, you know what? Let's make this racist. Honestly, if you're <laughs> named after a Boy Scout, how the hell are you not the fucking Kansas City Eagles? That could have worked, yeah. Yeah, that's extremely <laughs> Boy Scouty, <laughs> like, right? Could have worked. <laughs> um, instead, they went, they were like, hey, yeah. let's be racist. Let's be really racist wow, about this. that's fucking yeah. incredible. Yeah. Like, that's a... that's. That's fucking weird. <laughs> that's it's like, extremely you're really fucking just weird. Going out of your way to be racist about a thing, like uh, all of, all of these teams, it just seems like it would be so easy to not be shitty about it, like especially on the professional level, because they sit here and they keep saying like, 
we have all this history. We have all this history, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, collegiate, collegiate programs that have had um, mascots or uh, names that are demeaning to Native peoples. So it's worth noting that the, um, the activism in regards to um, the diminishing of Native people in America started in about the 1970s. After which, a great number of, um, especially collegiate programs, changed their names and their mascots. Including, let me find my thing here, um, Dartmouth, Stanford, Marquette, Eastern Michigan, and Syracuse. Um, These are all extremely famous schools with extremely long histories. Like, pre-1900s histories. Yeah. It's a lot of history. It's a lot of history. Those are some very, very prestigious schools with a lot of history behind them. Well, there's also Eastern Michigan, so, you know. Okay. (laughs) So, at the professional level, teams that... drag Eastern Michigan. (laughs) Fuck them. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, At the professional level, there's... So at the professional level, there's the Atlanta Braves, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Cleveland Indians, the Edmonton Eskimos, who, if you're curious, are a CFL team, um, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Washington Racial Slurs. Um, Six of them. Mm -hmm. All of them fewer than 100 years old. Every single one by a lot. And they refuse to change because of their history. Dartmouth has been around since, like, fucking 1810 or some bullshit. Like, and they just stopped doing it yeah you're like oh you There's know what that's fine you know fair enough like honestly so i the college i went to was founded in the late 1830s and for many years it was known as the mascot was was and the nickname was the siwash which it turns out is actually a very direct derogatory term for I've seen differing sources on this, either just natives in general or specifically uh, Pacific natives um, Mm. and Northern Pacific in particular, like here in Cascadia. So like quite literally the tribes who used to inhabit land I live on now. Um, And uh, we are on occupied Duwamish territory. Yeah, pretty much That is where we live. Yeah. And so I actually went to a college that at one point their uh, nickname was a slur for those people. Fuck. Yeah. Except they changed it in the 90s because of this whole protest. Because the uh, tribes said, we don't want to see this anymore. And the school did change their name. Yeah. That school's been there for longer than every single one of those teams. And probably any one of the two, any two of them put together. Like, Mm -hmm. they just decided to be different. School's got a lot of other problems that I don't need to get into right now, but, you know, they did do yeah. that. They did the one yeah. thing. They did the one thing. Now they have the world's worst nickname. What's the world's worst nickname? Uh, what's the worst That's nickname you could give? Uh, the Prairie Where? Fire? The Berry Fire? Prairie Fire. The Prairie Fire. Like... Yeah. Like, what if a prairie caught on fire? It's a really dangerous phenomenon, and I don't encourage anyone to be involved yeah, in it. Yeah, I'm imagining but... it. Um... <laughs> wow, okay. Fuck. I don't know why you just call yourselves the fire, to be honest. Also, their mascot is now a fox, and that's ve- weird. wanted to be very specific yeah. about which kind of fires, which kind of people were burning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to be very specific. Because like, I just imagine 
like little house on the prairie just everything going just wrong with a fire very, a very serious story arc <laughs> regarding a fire and i'm like whoo that was very your your, your was college really, is yeah. painting a picture for me that is uh wild to say it was the a least very uh, heavy episode yeah, it was filmed very... on campus actually <laughs> <laughs> very very wild episode of little house yeah. The point is, a lot of like a lot of schools with long histories, electively, decided to change. Um, the Iowa Hawkeyes, where their name actually comes from a native term, they use no native imagery anymore. Um, they use a, that little eagle eagle logo. Um, they refuse to schedule non-conference uh, games against teams that still use native imagery. Uh, the same is true of the University of Madison at Wisconsin. Um, which is not this, the two schools I expected to say that about, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's true. Like, they don't. Um, yeah. Like, there's still, like, lots of high schools have done this. Like, there's still too many high schools to count who probably have names like racial slurs. and. Oh, yeah. In my and, research, I specifically was like, I can't cover all the high schools that are do, being, ra- that no, are being overtly lo- racist yeah. about this I stuff. Started I started looking into it. I was like, like I, this, this is yeah. way too <laughs> much. Too many, too many <laughs> racist high schools are very, very, very into their racist yeah. history. And I was just like, okay, whatever, dude. I'm going to ignore that one. But really, like, really the point here is that, like, there's just been this pass given to people to appropriate and denigrate uh, the native population in the United States with like it's just a blank check of like yeah go yeah. for it whatever nobody nobody cares except people do care and you're hurting yeah. real people and um you, it's just utter disrespect towards a group of people that has suffered a lot and at, at the hands of our country yeah that we that we did this and like, now and now you're just like here and now you're yeah. a joke and to say like oh and, and like to pit it on like a quote-unquote like white liberal agenda seems fucking weird because it's like these are like they're not getting anything out of speaking out. Like these groups no. and these people who who are speaking out, they don't. There's no financial gain here. They're they're like they're, they're not. They're just being they're they're just being ignored and phased out by these sports fans who just kind of don't want to have to buy a new jersey. I guess they don't yeah. want a new fucking. Carlos Santana jersey. And yet every single one of these people will get super mad when somebody shows up on first take wearing a Caucasian's jersey. Right. Because that's inflammatory. Oh my god, have you seen Bomani yeah. Jones' uh, Twitter mentions every time he uh, talks about his Caucasian's uh, jersey? Because <laughs> he has a Caucasian's Good, he a, should. I would Bomani buy one. has a Caucasian's actually, jersey. Actually, I, I take that back. As a white person, I should not walk around wearing a Caucasian's jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't. Well, I feel like, like that could send the wrong message. <laughs> that really actually, that actually could get weird in the yeah. city of Seattle <laughs> or anywhere really. Yeah. Now that I think about it, well, up in the, like as much as we like to think we live in some sort of liberal paradise, there's some weirdos out in this city. And like, if you go outside the city, man, it's fucking Proud Boy Central. Yeah, no, I was like, about to say like yeah. it could get weird in the city, of Seattle, like just because of all like the racist white people. <laughs> Oh man, um, let's let's take this time to segue to the National Basketball Association. Oh, did we man. did we did we cover everything? Did we skip anything? Uh, was there anything you wanted to say? Any closing I'm remarks? I'm trying to think. I like so I would like I to say because I kind of just did my closing remarks, but you can do yours. Um, I would like to say that like 
the fucking like the effects of red face and like this appropriation by like by fan groups of a uh, wildly oppressed uh, cultural minority is fucking gross. It's atrocious. Yes. Yeah. Um, I just like honest. I don't know. It's such it's such a heavy topic to me. And it's hard. It's hard, and it's sometimes it's hard for me to relate to because I look into it, and there's, I don't know, there's dynamics there I don't fully understand. I don't know. I I guess not. Not really. No closing. Yeah, I don't know. I just yeah. I don't like I don't know what to say honestly. Like yeah. I don't know how to how to really approach this because all I can do is get mad about it. Like I like you see people showing up rocking headdresses and face paint at like a chiefs game or a Braves game or like all this shit for like, forget a Washington game. Although for some reason they wear pig outfits. That's weird. And Uh, nothing, nothing about that. That sports organization makes any sense to me. (laughs) Nothing they do is, is like logical. Like, and just, I don't know. I just don't, even even in instances like even in instances like the uh Chicago hockey club the Blackhawks where they really want to claim like no we really want to pay tribute to the tribe and we really want to contribute to the tribe and I think they have done some of that I don't want to talk out of turn mm-hmm. cuz I don't know for sure I haven't looked into it yeah. hard enough but I think they have done some of those things it's still not cool to just take take that culture and like turn them into a logo and a identity to cheer for yeah and they don't exist they don't exist for branding purposes no they don't and one of but what one of the things that's really screwed with me in trying to figure out how this works is when i was looking at the florida state seminoles who i was entirely prepared to drag for lots of reasons um and then i found out that in fact the florida state uh seminole tribe sign sponsors that uh mascot nickname logo all of it they they've entirely signed off of it for what off on it for whatever reason but the Seminole tribe of oklahoma same tribe split up by again things that this nation did to that tribe yeah um they really don't like it so it's i don't know there's a weird i don't like i think i think everybody should change but I also understand the complexity of, um, I think there are occasionally groups that seek representation mm-hmm. as long as it's done correctly and yeah. as long as it's something that empowers their communities. And if that, if that empowerment comes from the form of a school nickname or a mascot or a logo, then that's, you know, it might not be ideal, yeah. but at least it's something. But I also understand the, the view that no, there are certain ways that we do not want to be presented. Yeah. They're, they're just like... like it's, e- it's really... I don't know. Like, I guess what I'm saying is it's really easy to fucking rip on the fucking Washington football club and really easy to rip on the uh, Cleveland baseball team's old logo and like do all these things. But there's a certain level of nuance to... How do we help native communities represent themselves into society and pr- give themselves some sort of authority. Well, that's, is, that yeah. is a, uh, 
shit. (laughs) (laughs) And if you that is a question for the country. Yeah, like it's good. No, it's an important fucking question. It's most definitely. You certainly don't do it by doing a fucking tomahawk chop and showing up with a headdress on. That's fucking wrong. That is the wrong way to do it. Yeah, but there is something like there may be something to be said about. If a if a, like if you can have a positive community with a like a native tribe and give them some sort something back, then maybe there's something there. Hmm. But if you can't do that, then shut the fuck up and change your fucking name. Yeah, I get like that's all. That's what I no, have on it. Yeah, that's a great way to close it. Now moving on to the National Basketball Association. Yes, it's insane. If it's uh, <laughs> if you are if you are up for talking about it, I'm gonna have to be. do it. Yeah, <laughs> I got this. I got this. Yeah, I'm gonna um, make it through this. So the uh, the Nets yeah. got KD and Kyrie as we kind of thought they were once Zion didn't. It turns out that Zion wasn't going to the yeah, Nets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything KD and Kyrie and uh, old ass DeAndre Jordan. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Still, still a great rebounder. Still, yeah. still he's good. Like, he's good. Thing. Like I saw, like when I initially saw that trade, I was like, "Holy shit!" Well, he's a he's a lob city finisher, my dude. <laughs> he could, I someone will lob the ball up and he'll, he'll which bring it down. which one, Kyrie or uh, Kyrie Kevin. will do it. Kevin Willie will not. Willie, Kyrie, he plays point guard. Half his job Does is he? to facilitate. Is it? I don't know that much about Kyrie. <laughs> In my mind, I think that he's going to share the ball. I don't think that's true. I mean, if you're if KD's on your team, you better fucking give him the ball. <laughs> if KD if KD wants the rock, you give KD the rock. What I will say about this even is, Steph knew that. <laughs> what I will say about this is a big three signing is that like you've signed Kyrie, who's ball dominant, and you've signed KD, who's it's a ball big, dominant. It's a big two. It's a big two thing. DeAndre at least doesn't need the fucking ball because he doesn't know what to do with it. Oh, he does not want the ball. I mean, yeah. he's there to he's there to like rim protect and rebound. Yeah, that's his whole job. That's what yeah, he's done his whole career. It's the only thing he's good at. He's pretty good at it. Yeah, he's very tall, yeah. and he's gotten better at free throws. Like by how much? I don't know. We can. He was like a forty-eight percent of free throw shooter at he's one point. He's gotten better. He's gotten like, better to what fifty-two. I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> Like that's technically better. DeAndre Jordan. I just don't. I just don't basket. believe it. I know. It makes <laughs> sense that you don't believe it. So we're gonna go ahead and take time to do this, and it makes it's a very important thing because I'm sure most people listening who watch basketball and don't believe me that DeAndre <laughs> Jordan's free throw percentage has gotten better. Last season with the Knicks, he was seventy-seven point three. That is a lot better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, DeAndre Jordan got a lot better. All right, yeah, that's I know. Good. <laughs> His well with Dallas, he was sixty-eight point uh, two, so he was a seventy percent free throw shooter all last right. season. Um, all right, well, you know, good for the Nets. Like, yeah. I don't know, they're good just for take... me for retaining the information that DeAndre Jordan is good at free throws now. Passable at free throws now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, the other big move is uh, Kemba Walker is headed to the Celtics. What's that a big move? <laughs> I don't know. Kemba Walker's really good. I know. I love Kemba Walker. Mm. I hate the Celtics. All right. Well, okay. You know well, me. So, the other, so the other, yeah, the other major transaction on the NBA market was obviously the Lakers signing Boogie Cousins. Yeah. Yeah. They got AD. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Boogie. We've got Danny Green. We've got Kyle Kuzma. That's five we've players. You Kyle have a starting Kuzma. five now. We have now. a starting five. Um, yeah, you got Rayhan Rondo. You got Jared Dudley. Yeah, we've got a squad, man. Yeah. They've got themselves a little bit of squad. Uh, KCP's coming back somehow uh, with a player option. What? Hello. Weird. Good for KCP. Shout out to huh. KCP for um, Rich Paul doing everything for you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to shout out to Rich Paul for doing everything for KCP. Yeah, uh, Clippers, Clipper, uh, and then no, we have Kawhi. Nobody cares about the Clippers. And then we have Kawhi. Uh, no, but like the Bucks are. Um, so they've okay. re-signed most. Oh, of- I see what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for ruining my joke. <laughs> Is there a joke here that I was supposed to follow? Nope. Okay. Um, it's not in the notes. Okay, uh, that's. How I- <laughs> I'm like, what did I fuck up? Yeah. <laughs> so then we have the Bucks, who. They're basically they're losing Malcolm Brogdon, but they're keeping pretty much everybody else. Yeah, like I don't, they're just bringing back the same Brogdon's team. Like they're just like they're basically just rolling it back. Which who's playing point guard for them? Um, honestly, who cares? Giannis probably. Like because their whole offense is get Giannis at the top of the key, give him the ball, and let him bulldoze through the lane, and it works really well. Who um, did they? Who did they add in the off season? Yeah, pretty much nobody. Okay, yeah. fuck. Yeah, we got um the Pelicans actually look like they have a future right now. Oh yeah, like I'm kind of impressed with their young squad. They're gonna be shitty next year. Like, let's not get it twisted. Yeah. They're not gonna be good. I'll, like, I don't care how good you think Zion Williamson is. Next year is gonna be rough. He for can't New Orleans. shoot. He can't shoot. He actually, Everybody like, is a child. Like, they're gonna be bad. Yeah, I I when I watched his like what three minutes that he played in summer league. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's right, he's a rookie. He can't just, he's not just, he's not just going to be amazing all of a sudden? Oh, I forgot. He can't but, just, like, show up and, sh- like, show up and destroy six-year pros. Like, it's not going to happen. It, yeah. But, um, to the Pelicans' credit, if Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram are going to turn into something great, this is the year they do it. Yeah. Uh, they're but all, if they're, they're not all going to, the, this yeah. is the year the pr- they prove Oof, they won't. Yeah, this is going to be <laughs> this is a make or break year, regardless of what Zion does, because they're so reliant on Lonzo and Ingram turning into legitimate stars. I mean, NBA. we'll see what happens. They have like, the ceilings for it. We'll see if they can get there. Now they have the de- developmental time. They're going to have the ball because yeah. Lonzo needs the ball. Last year he didn't have it that yeah. much. If Lonzo, if Lonzo learns to shoot. This team could be good next year, not the coming year, yeah. but the one after that. If he doesn't, know. they're fucked. Like I, a lot is made about Lonzo's shooting because a lot of people in LA expected him to be a scorer. He's not a scorer. I don't think that he it's needs not, to so, be that. I mean, I'm not, Rondo, I'm not can't, saying, Rondo can't shoot a lick, and he was a star. Yeah, I'm not saying that Lonzo needs to be a scorer. I'm saying his ratios and his metrics need to be better. Yeah. Well, you can't like, you can't leave him wide open. Uh, 20, 20 feet away from the hoop, and then he has to he has to make that shot. Yeah. Like, Which he hasn't been doing that. No, is he the can't thing. Make that like, shot. Yeah, he's no, gotta, you're, he's gotta, you're right. You're yeah. right. He has to be able to make a wide open fucking shot, yeah. so that people don't just exploit him on the court. Um, Brandon Ingram, um, he made amazing strides in 2017, 2018, and then just kind of fell because LeBron, because Brandon Ingram is like an ISO ball scorer. He is. So hopefully now he gets the rock and can turn yeah. into what we all thought he was going to turn into a year ago. I hope so. Like I'm actually rooting for these guys. Like I think they could be really good out there. I just yeah. they're not going to be good this year. 
This year is going to be a build year. Yeah. I mean, the, with a lot that's being made... Well, can we talk about Kawhi now? <laughs> no. Um, because the other big news is that the New York media is already mad at R.J. Barrett. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just know they are. I'm sure they are, actually. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I'm sure Jason Concepcion is... is recording an NBA desktop right now about why R.J. Barrett is no longer his son. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Francesa is just like, eh, no, I don't like it. Eh, oh, he's too, busy saying uh, Yan- he's too busy saying Yankees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just yeah. saying the Yankees. <laughs> Not any other words, just Yankees. Of course, like the other, so the other really big story in uh, the NBA right now, I'm sure you've all heard it, is that my Nuggets have stood pat. They're just going to stick with the lineup they have. They did swap a uh, first round pick to um, to Oklahoma City for Jeremy Grant, which gives them a stretch four. So, I mean, uh, there's a lot that's be there's a lot of hype that's being thrown around LA the city of Los Angeles right now for their two basketball teams that everyone's saying, oh, these are the titles. There's only one basketball team in LA. It's the Lakers, whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But there's, there's a lot being thrown around right now in the Western conference. And people are forgetting that like, there are two very dominant teams, three actually kind of that don't need to gel. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) the Nuggets, they don't need to figure it out. The Nuggets and the Blazers specifically, they're not gonna be like, oh well, let's see how we play with each other in the first half of the no, season. No, those are those are eight They're, deep, nine deep teams that already know that each other. Yeah. Went deep into the playoffs <laughs> last year and are about to do it again. And frankly, the Blazers and the Nuggets gave us yeah. the best, most competitive series I have seen in fucking years. Yeah, and I think I, like, I think the uh, the NBA hype machine, especially NBA Twitter, were a little were a little weird right now we're not really seeing the big picture once the season starts i think we're gonna see these teams because dame isn't gonna get worse no (laughs) (laughs) not even kind of young dame and cj are going to continue to progress they just picked up hassan whiteside while they're waiting for uh yusuf nurkic to get better like that's gonna be a really good team that's a great get for them and and the nuggets the Joker's still out there, a legitimate, what, like, top seven player in the NBA. Gonna yeah, easily better, top ten, probably top seven. five in the in the league. You could make a case for a top five player. Jamal Murray yeah. is going to turn into a star. Like, the, there's a lot of underestimating here when we talk. Uh, we're, Again, we're, we're all we focused. always forget, Pell Millsap's on that team. Is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. He Paul resigned. Millsap, yeah, 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 he resigned. Yeah. <laughs> Because he wants to, like, actually, this is the fucking crazy thing about being a Denver fan right now is Paul Millsap re-signed because he's like, this, because he wants to be there. Yeah. Like, because that team is going places. That's, that's, like, the reason we lost Andre Iguodala is because he was like, this team, like, he was at Denver, he's like, this team's not going somewhere, but I think Golden State is, and you know what? Fucking two years later, look what he got out of it. Yeah. Uh, five straight years of going to the finals. Yeah, and now he's on Memphis. He's at Memphis. Yeah, that he's sucks. he's actually doing a book tour right now. I wouldn't say poor Andre. No, he's he's a home he's a he's homophobic a, moron. He's kind of a fucking <laughs> homophobic moron who has doubled down on it recently. But anyways, so yeah, so I think that's it. I think that's it for NBA news. Is it? There, yeah, that's all of it. There's no more. Where did anyway? Cole- this has been all sports are bad. <laughs> 
do you have a hype track here? <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. You just not. You, you have so some... goddamn Kawhi fucking Leonard signed with the fucking Clippers and traded like got them to trade for Paul George, where they gave them five goddamn first round picks. This leads into my first hype track. This is not in the notes. <laughs> I want to hype Russell Westbrook. This is weird. That's okay. That's a weird transition, but I'm uh, on board. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Broke his fucking back recruiting Paul George to that team. Getting him to stay. Mm-hmm. Doing the most. Um, alongside Westbrook, did Paul George have the greatest season of his career last season? Did he not? He did have the best statistical Arguably, he had the best season he's ever had. He entered the top 10 in the NBA for the first time in his career. Paul George has always been a great two-way player. Had the best year of his career last year. Westbrook was willing to make it work. Westbrook, a very, very selfish player. <laughs> very <laughs> Possibly toxic. the most, no, second most we selfish, saw, behind we, James Harden. We, oh, like, we just saw him do things with Paul George that like we kind of like didn't see him do with KD ever. Uh, Are we he, talking about basketball or pornography? <laughs> but we like Westbrook in his own weird way went out of his way to make this dude comfortable recruited him got him to stay got him to like basically just tell the Lakers to go fuck themselves which fuck you Paul and then... <laughs> now he's on the Clippers yeah now, yeah just doing everything in his in his yeah, just doing everything possible to piss me off. But that, I have nothing to do with this. So I want to hype Russell Westbrook for putting up with that shit, doing what he needed to do to get another player, another star on his team that he could share the ball with and possibly go on a run, only for that person to be like, ah, fuck it, I want to go be with Kawhi now. <laughs> <laughs> like, sucks to be Russell Westbrook right now. Do you have a drag for this? Um, I want to drag Paul George. Why aren't you a Laker, you coward? And that's it. That's the end of my Because Kawhi Leonard was going to the Clippers. I, under- I understand. LeBron James, though. Come on. <laughs> what were they going to trade? Kyle Kuzma straight up for Paul George? No, and I And then wanted- their picks from, like, 2023? I wanted Paul George to decide to be a Laker when he thought that he was going to be a Laker. I wanted him to pull this off a year ago. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair enough. I'm mad at him for that. Yeah, so that's why I drag Paul George. I buy it. So that's my hype drag. I want to hype Vlad Guerrero Jr. Oh, yeah. I, for I, mashing taters like I have never seen taters mashed in my entire life. Yeah, 40 in one round. It was un, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I've, it's fucking the greatest home run derby of all time. Maybe climbs the maybe uh, the home run derby might climb our list of uh, things <laughs> that you like in the uh, during All Star. Normally, weekends. I hate home run derbies because it's, uh, it's fucking BP. yeah, it's BP. It's Except awesome the BP. smart thing they did was, and I kind of realized this watching this home run derby because I hadn't thought about it in previous years because it was still really kind of boring. But what made a whole lot of sense this year watching these guys swing the bat is that they eliminated the whole if you don't hit a home run that's one out and you get so many outs yeah which just watch means you just sit there and watch guys take pitches yeah because they're waiting for the perfect grooved ball whereas with the clock it's like no you just swing at everything yeah and see if you can hit a home run 
which makes it way the fuck more fun. Like, I want to see you hit baseballs. I don't give a crap about, like, you trying to find, like, the perfect groove fastball. Yeah, that was the greatest derby of all time. hit baseballs, and that was, oh, it was fucking outstanding. Yeah. Fucking Jacques Peterson balled out. I mean, that second round against Vlad, I hate the Dodgers so much, but, like, Props Dude, to Jock Peterson amazing. for it was hanging amazing. with him. Jock Peterson gave everything he could, and Vlad still beat him. Barely. And then Vlad took what he had left, and then took Pete Alonso to the brink. Pete Alonso <laughs> took it because he just he had the, the path of least <laughs> resistance. Also, Pete Alonso is a fucking monster. Shout out to my fantasy baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> like, Vlad, like, when he gets into it, oh my god, it's, it's insane. It's like, ridiculous. When Vlad hits a ball that's going out. I don't, like, he's vaporizing these baseballs. No, it's I've gone. never seen, not even his dad hit it with that much ferocity. Like, there are, like, players that hit the ball, like, and when they, they have very, like, violent swings. Like Which Juan, Vlad does. Yeah, Vlad's a big, violent swing. Little, little Vlad has the most violent swing I've ever seen. Like, Juan Uribe. No, second most barely. behind his dad. Well, his dad had a pretty, like, smooth, like, long swing. And it was, like. You and I are remembering Vlad Guerrero original flavor differently. Yeah, I, I just don't think it was as violent as his dad's or as his son's swing. His son, like little Vlad, has the most violent swing of the Vlads. Because <laughs> like Vlad is like longer, he's like skinnier, he's just kind of like it sweeps. It's kind of more elegant. There's a lot of power and violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not like Vlad the like, like manic like crush baseball yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, little little Vlad fucking hates these baseballs. <laughs> <laughs> like he does not like them. He wants them to go very far away from him. He's still he's doing the same thing Ken Griffey did, or Griffey Jr. specifically, which is he sees them and he thinks baseball took my father away from me. Jesus, that got dark. <laughs> <laughs> but then they crushed the baseballs into oblivion, and it goes yay! But it didn't solve my childhood. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I also want to drag Rob Manfred for having no idea how baseball works. Yeah, Rob, just say they're juiced. It's okay. No one cares anymore. No one fucking gives no a shit. Cares. You change the baseball, whatever. It's they'll great. F- they'll figure it out. It's the same thing about, like, the mound lowering and raising, like, in the 60s and 70s. Like, you remember that? Or I, well, remember is not the right word. No. Are you familiar with that? <laughs> yes, I am familiar. <laughs> no, I was not there. Yeah. Same fucking idea. Like, oh, we're going to... Nobody's hitting the ball, so we're going to lower them out. Too many people are hitting the ball, so we're going to raise it. Like, fucking... Whatever. This yeah. game has changed a million times in these weird, subtle ways that make enormous differences over the course of, like, 162 games. Nobody gives a shit. It's fine. I want to drag Bud Selig for his comments his comments recently where he said that watching Barry Bonds uh, beat the home run record Hank Aaron's home run record was nauseating you know who didn't think that was Hank Aaron maybe Hank Aaron did maybe he didn't he did make a video for Barry Bonds but Bud Selig specifically went out of his way to say that it was like oh this was so bad I hated it so much and it's like so he profited off of steroid users he basically told them to go do it he didn't say it outwardly but they were all making more money because of it and he wasn't doing anything about it no he did nothing except like complain about it later for his memoir yeah and now he's saying that it was such a terrible thing it's like get the fuck out of here bud you clown no one likes you 
actually true. No one likes Bud Seeley. No one likes Bud Seeley. There is not a single person on this planet who can correctly say they like Bud Seeley. I've never heard anyone say I like Bud Seeley in my whole life. And he's famous. He's not that famous. I bet his wife hates him too. Just assume as much. I'm very tired. So this has been All Sports Are Bad. Uh, you can listen to us where you're listening to us right now. You're good. Yes, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher. I don't know. I'm again. I'm, I'm very tired. You tweeted us at All Sports Are Bad. I am at Patrick JCS. I am at Wildly Pointless. And we're gonna go. And Jake is gonna go to sleep. I'm gonna possibly, go take a nap. Well, I laundry. To, I think. Oh my god. I think so. I, don't but, know. I still have to go move with stuff. With in-unit laundry, you can do laundry and take a nap. I can do a lot of things. Yeah. I do have to. I do have to go like grab some stuff for my old. I've been moving all day, people. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I've, if I've been spacey or some weird shit, like it's been it's been a day. He's having a day. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the store and I'm gonna get some uh, bubbly water, and then I'm gonna go to my old apartment and get some light bulbs. Apparently. Yeah. And and my laundry detergent, which I hadn't moved yet, and the shower curtain. Turns out you need those. Shit. Yeah, yeah. you do need a shower curtain. Yeah. So. I really want to take a shower. Yeah. I have been extremely sweaty. Safeway trip. <laughs> <laughs> I've been extremely sweaty for like the past 48 hours. All right. That's it. I'm sorry everyone had to listen to me bitch about my uh, moving day. We'll see if it makes it to any. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, is, it, is this our standard closeout bullshit? Yeah. Anyway, it's, I'm it'll, out of it'll, here. it'll be. It'll make it through. <laughs> it's going to be there. It'll make it through. <laughs> Bye, Internet. We love you. Speak for yourself. <laughs>